Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the R&B show. Can you dig it? And now, here's Ricardo and Brett. You're kind of subdued a little bit this week there, Rosie. Uh, usually you're, you're a little more over the top, kind of a Barnum and... What's the circus for? Barnum and Bailey. Barnum and Bailey. Yeah. Uh, kind of over the top. But no, you're a little bit more subdued. You feeling okay? I'm all right. I'm all right. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, it's, you know. It's been a grind, It's Rosie. one of those days. It has been a grind. It's been a three-week grind right now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and right like now, and by the way, the for everyone listening out there, the, the, the thousands that are listening. Uh, I'm being I'm being a little bit uh, could be millions. I think yeah. after this three week stretch, the the there will have been 18 live streams over a three week stretch. That's and, a, and that's a lot in travel time too. Yeah, yeah. So 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 that's taking a, a, a toll more so on YouTube because you guys because uh, I actually you know was covering other events while you guys are doing live streams on the news site as well. And, we uh, missed you in Marshfield. I know, man. I know, and uh, and it looked good though. The the, the stream looked great. And we'll talk about that in a little All bit. Right. But I just want to make sure that Brett's on board here because Brett's a little cranky. Brett's a little cranky this morning and, or this afternoon. Well, I, I, I said I got that natural cranky resting face. I, I picked that up from my dad. Apparently, every uh, they don't like talking to me, so you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of people, Rosie. <laughs> well, you'd be a good basketball coach, and you could sit on the sidelines. You got your you're, 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 you're our Joe Russell. Yes, you're like, our I got Joe the Russell. Joe Russell face. Yeah. Don't I, Everybody's too. like he's so angry. No, 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 that's his happy face. I, I'm actually I'm actually pretty good. You know, I'm, I think I'm a pretty nice guy. I get along with people. You know, just just relax. Well, it's funny because a- Appleton North Nate Warner took a shot of of Appleton North right before they were hitting the court. I don't know if it was for their semifinal or their final, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> They took a shot, and the girls were all smiling and stuff and everything. Then you see Russell in the background looking very upset for no reason. Uh, but that's his, that's, just, that's his face. That's just his regular face. I mean, that's just the way he is. You know, he's always kind of intense looking. I but, don't know. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I want to welcome everyone to the R&B Show, episode number 27, only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co-host, Ricardo Arguello. Sitting alongside with me, as always, is Brett Christofferson, both of USA Today Network Wisconsin. Don't forget about Jim Rosendick. Rosie, he's here, too. Doing all the producing, all the engineering, all that kind of great stuff. Uh, Want to want to quickly go through some of the topics that we're going to cover today because I know we have a lot to talk about here. Uh, first off, we're going to wrap up the WIA State Girls Hoops. Uh, Appleton North was our champion, uh, so want to talk about that. Uh, next, we'll move on to something uh, that that I'm excited to talk about. I know Brett is too. The WIA State Boys Basketball Preview. We have uh, six total Gannett teams there. Five within, I guess, uh, what uh, our USA Today Network northern area i guess and then there's a group from the uh, from the central group we'll talk about that as well and uh within that though brett we're gonna talk what happened to xavier Oof. what happened to xavier and we asked this question and you know the answer already is the fba the premier conference for hoops but we'll, we'll, we'll get some to thoughts that. on that i know you do and then we'll kind of you know what we're going to wrap up a little bit with uh, the live stream season some hits and misses i uh, maybe i don't want to say misses so much but some hits and maybe some bigger hits uh, it's been. Uh, did you cap, have a total count of how many live streams we did? I thought you. We did. We did 29 prep games this past season, yep. with the opportunity maybe to even add a, a few more in it during the spring. I know we've talked about softball as a potential, okay. so we're not completely done yet. But certainly, right. the the bulk of it uh, is over. 
Right. So we're talk about maybe some of the, the, the nice experiences that we had there, maybe some maybe not so nice experiences. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just wrap up and get, maybe do a little preview of Appleton North Girls basketball that will be on the big show tonight, the Varsity Roundtable. Uh, Kaylin Klitsky and Kerry Brecky. they're bringing the trophy, Brett. Uh, Good. So we're, we're going to talk to them. It's championship week, I guess you could say. Possibly championship week next week. You don't know. Or, or wait, you're not on vacation next week, are you? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. I would think it was the week following, actually. Yeah, but uh, A few weeks yet. If it's Kalkana... Who do uh, if they do claim that D2 state championship? Maybe we might have them on the show. Maybe a co-show with Oshkosh North if they also bring home. Well, you got to do it. You got okay. Tyrese and Jordan again on. Uh, yeah, that was maybe well, bringing their teammates. We'll one. figure it out. But uh, yeah, that's that's on ta- on tap here for the big show. Is the whole team coming tonight? Uh, I, I, I invited them. Kari actually didn't get back to me because I was actually okay. talking to her, and I talked to Russell as well about it. That they're all invited, so uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe Russell will sit over here in the wow. corner. Wow, well, look at you all. Mean. Cool. They're kind of on the banquet tour. I saw they were on a, a TV station. Uh, this morning, yes, a they were TV station. I checked that out. So, uh, Joe looking like Joe, kind of angry. Was he still angry? He was angry. Maybe he hadn't had any. Me had and him, me and him have a kinship. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I can talk I'm some heavy gonna, metal with. Maybe him I'll metal. just sit like this sure. all day. And just <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll tape it up if we have to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like the Joker. <laughs> well, let you know. Speaking of Russell, let's stick with uh, Appleton North repeating as state champions. Uh, Brett and and, and I, I want to say this in, in the most non-homer biased way. It wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. Games. It wasn't even, it wasn't even uh, a doubt. There was never one point in any of those two games where I thought Appleton North is in trouble. And, uh, and I'd like to say that you saw that. Rosie saw that. I saw that. Really, uh, we saw that kind of uh, excellent play, I guess, uh, indomitating play in that sectional semifinal or sectional final win over yes, Kimberly. Kimberly. And we knew, boy. They're the four seed. They're going in there. They're just going to whoop up, and they did. Brett, I know you watch at least some of the semifinal games. I watch both. Yeah. Well, I texted you. Uh, did I? I think I texted you um, in that semifinal yes. game when they're playing Arrowhead. And Arrowhead, uh, I got to hear uh, the top seed, Apple North, the fourth seed out of the four teams, which we all kind of yep. <laughs> smiled about. It's like, okay. And uh, I'm sure that Coach Russell used that as motivation. And he did. Uh, there was an article about it. Arrowhead didn't have a chance. I mean, uh, Apple North's defense – Locked them down, made it difficult for Arrowhead to even get a clean look at a basket, let alone even just run some offense. And they were clearly more active, more athletic, quicker, and uh, they were clearly the best team in Division One. And I'm going to say this too: I know there was a there's talk about Beaver Dam being oh. the best team in in, in all of Wisconsin. No. Abilene no North would, would beat Beaver Dam. Absolutely. And I positively. don't even think it would even be a close game. Yeah, I, I agree with you because Beaver Dam does not have the quickness to combat that defense trip after trip. They've got some bigs that could score, but they would, they're they too fast. I mean, how many times do we see Brecky just from behind all of a sudden? you th- We've seen it time and time again when we yeah. stream games. It looks like uh, the, the opponent, you know, the point guard's got the ball. All of a sudden she flashes in from behind, swats it away, turnover. I mean, they're just defensively so stout and uh, chemistry-wise, second to none. You can see it on the floor, just how they pass oh, yeah. and, and work together. You know, and, and I'd like to think, bring up one more thing about Beaver Dam. I looked at Beaver Dam, and I thought this is basically Arrowhead. Uh, there was no, to me, discernible difference between the two teams. They kind of bigs. Uh, but, you know, what? obviously with uh, Beaver Dam beating, beating Hortonville, you know, that's kind of like that FVA tie-in there. But uh, I, a lot of it's matchups. And you, say you hit it on the head, Brett. You look at North, their strengths are kind of – would be Beaver Dam's weaknesses, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind that North North went out and did what it had to do to show everyone they are the elite team. I called them the Platinum Program in girls basketball, no doubt about it. And Brett, uh, 
I thought Russell, you know, hit on some of those topics uh, in the post game. Uh, you know how he kind of motivated his kids. I thought I thought he did it, did it in a really kind of funny way, a little bit sly, maybe a little. Bit, yeah, I, you know, maybe I did use you know the four seed kind of as a motivation for the girls. And I know, and I know the girls were. Uh, it's hard to say this, but they kind of flew under the radar. You're the defending state champions, and you see the classic eight having the one and two seed, but. No doubt in my mind, FEA left no doubt. We're going to talk more about that whole FEA thing in a little bit, Brett. But back-to-back state champs, and what, I don't know if you, saw my, if you saw my column today, I talked about them going from doormat to dominant. And, uh, and we, I know that Brecky and Levy aren't going to be there next year. But you look at some of the girls they have coming back, Van Handel, Van Wyk, Laux, Shabo. Shabo. So they're bringing back a pretty solid contingent uh, back to possibly contend for a third consecutive state championship, Brett. So... Appleton North, they're on the top. They're on the mountaintop the last couple of years, and uh, I, I think they've shown everybody that that's throughout all divisions, not just Division One. Oh, absolutely. Best team in the state of Wisconsin, all divisions. That's not a knock on Beaver Dam either. It's a good-looking team. Uh, they've obviously got a lot of Division One talent or, or college talent for sure, but uh, Appleton North just uh, on a different level, and any debate between the FEA and the Classic 8 yeah. was also squashed exactly. at State. The FEA rules supreme, uh, as we know they should, and, and they need that recognition. They deserve that recognition. And, ma- and maybe this is a bit, again, be more of a homer. I was at the, you know, when I was watching the games, and then afterwards I saw them like one ago, Oak Creek game, I kept on thinking, you know, Kimberly could easily beat these two teams that are playing right now. That's I what I kept thinking. I can't believe that, they, that there's such an argument for that because – the FEA is beat up on the Classic Eight the last few years. Well, basketball just, or football. And I thought I thought Joe Russell brought up brought up a great thing. You know, he was comparing Arrowhead and kind of like what he was expecting the gameplay. I, I like how he brought up. Uh, it's like we were going against Appleton East. Now Appleton East finished fourth in the FEA, if we all remember. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a telling thing. You know, I don't want to see a dig, but it was kind of kind of telling that. You know, I know that he has to play nice and everything, but to my when I saw the same thing, I looked at Arrowhead and I'm like, this team is no better than Appleton East. And Appleton East is a very good team, but they also a team that finished fourth in the FEA. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's that argument that I'm, I'm tired of. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, again on the boys' side. But it doesn't matter what sport it is. You know, not only the FEA, but Northeast Wisconsin as a whole has some fantastic athletes and teams. Yeah. I mean, they don't take a backseat to anybody. Enough with the Milwaukee-Madison bias. I mean, there's... Especially lately, I mean, uh, we got to stick up for our kids. That's what we, we got to do. do. Yeah. And the, the schools here are, are top notch, and the coaches are top notch. The athletes are. You see a lot of Division One talent coming out of this area. A uh, pretty good handful, pretty good um, representation there. So uh, it's it's right. They, they deserve a seat at the table with everybody else as, as being premier in the state. A couple of things, uh, keeping up on that whole, uh, you know, northeastern Wisconsin thing, Haleyoski. Miss Basketball. Yes. Bit of a surprise. Um, not that she's not worthy of the honor, but, uh, I, you know, when she was there accepting that honor, I kind of it looked like she was actually kind of surprised <laughs> that she got, you know, uh, the Miss Basketball Award. But that's a tremendous honor for her going to UWGB. Uh, had a great year. She, you know, she's a friend of the show. She's been on the show and everything. So we were really uh, happy to see that happen for her. So, uh, I mean, boy, that says a lot. And then, you know, next week. Is it going to be McCabe or Halliburton? Probably Halliburton right now has the lead a little bit, maybe because he was named the Gatorade Player of the Year. But you're talking about the FEA also having, or, or our, our area, I should North say, Northeast Wisconsin having uh, Miss Miss and Mister Basketball. Yeah, I think that uh, I think I think Tyrese is the leader now after getting the Gatorade uh, Player of the Year. However, it would not surprise me because they've done this in the past. We talked about it on the podcast to be a dual 
Um, okay. Mr. Basketball right. with McCabe and Halliburton. I think Hero is out of the chase now right? Uh, because of uh, Whitnall's early exit in the playoffs and he the fact that he was injured uh, for, for part of the season but still had a fantastic season The Kentucky recruit, of course, we're talking about. But uh, it's either going to be McCabe and Halliburton sharing it or Tyrese will win it by himself. I also want to give, last thing before we move on to the voice, I give a shout-out to Macy McGlone from Hortonville. Hortonville went up against Beaver Dam in that state semifinal. And mm. it, was, it was a tough loss for the Polar Bears. They pulled to win 35-30 at one point. But McGlone went out there, and she had a heck of a game. I forget it was a 16 or 18 points, a bunch of rebounds. She outplayed those bigs from Beaver Dam, made them look like they were standing still in several instances. I think a, a lot of folks on press roll were impressed with Macy McGlone. That's no surprise, Brett. We've known of her for, what, since late last season, or late last year, I should say, uh, in terms of December, how good she was going to be. Dominant. Yeah. I mean, uh, Beaver Dam couldn't stop her, and, and Macy put her team on her shoulders yeah. for a good stretch, particularly that first half. She's going to be only a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, what's she going to be like when she's a senior? Got to be getting Division One interest, I would think. I mean, uh, her, she's got to be on, on that path, I would think. Her and Schreiber are going to be battling for that uh, FEA honor. All, or I should say player of the year honor for the next couple seasons. Just good footwork, the ability to finish both hands. I mean, I'm, I was just super impressed with her. Keeps the ball high. I mean, just things that uh, doing a, as an underclassman that you, you typically don't see until you're an upperclassman. So I, I was very impressed with Macy. And Hornville's going to be good. they got a lot of talent coming back as well. So I would imagine we'll see the usual suspects battling uh, for FBA supremacy again next season on the girls' side. Now, before we start talking about the state boys' tournament that uh, uh, Brett and I, we, we will both be at uh, for this weekend, uh, let's talk about, well, first off, at the sectional final level, what happened to Xavier? I think that was the most shocking score out of all the scores that we saw that day. I was at the game. I went there right before I went up to, to cover the Appleton North final, uh, girls' final. I did stop by there. We had Jim Oscola there covering it. I wanted to see myself, this Valders team. I had heard so much about you. actually brought up Valders, Brett. I, so I think i got to give you credit. I think you brought up that Valders is, is a pretty tough team. And, boy, they showed it. Yeah. And that was the only time I've ever seen Xavier taking out of their element and, and they, you know, in a position where they could lose the game late. And then when you lose your backcourt, the state's best backcourt, or so, as some folks might believe, you lose uh, uh, Ferris and you lose Plomid, that's, that's a tough one-two punch to take right to the gut. It is. You can't lose. Losing one's hard, but losing both is, is really difficult and tricky for the Hawks. But uh, we were at Marshfield, Rosie and I, when uh, we heard the, the result, yeah. and it was kind of – it was before the game, but even the, some of the other members of the media were like, whoa, what? The Valders? Valders I knew coming in – well, in, uh, they've had traditionally a very good basketball program there. Um, actually, uh, they just can't quite get over that, that final hump, but they've always been very competitive. You know, uh, it's near and dear to my heart. That's where my dad mm-hmm. went to high school. Uh, my grandparents live in Valder, so I know Valder's pretty well. And it's a small farming community in, in Manitowoc County, about what, 10 miles, maybe uh, west of Manitowoc. Um, you, you wonder how a, a, a town like that continues to build a good basketball team, but they've got some bigs, uh, a six, five point guard, that Tuma kid, and Bimeborn underneath is, is, is a tough big that can also step out and hit shots. But what I liked, and we've talked about this, is the Xavier system, we see it a lot, is when a shot goes up and they're on the defensive end, they leak. Mm-hmm. They get the rebound, outlet, bam, fast break, bucket. The Valders coach, at least according to the story mm-hmm. I read by Jim Oscola, when a shot went up, they dropped their guards back to, to right. defend against that outlet yes. pass and defend against the fast break. Three guys clashed, uh, crashed the glass. I think they felt comfortable enough that they had the bigs and the strength 
to fight for those rebounds, even with three guys. Of course, you know, if, if Xavier's leaking anyway, so it, it, I suppose it's pr pretty much a three-on-three, three-on-four matchup anyway, but still dropping the two guards back to prevent the fast break I thought was a great game plan. And it was just one of those nights where I think Valders also said it also helps when we hit shots that they got to inbound it and they can't take the defensive rebound, look for that outlet, and you get going. So credit Valders for just knocking down some shots as well. Absolutely, and, and, and there were several big shots. They, they never let Xavier go on the back-breaking run that we've seen from this Hawks team in all of their wins, Brett. I thought that was something that uh, you know, he kept – I was sitting there like kind of like a right – right under the hoop. I'm like, okay, well, I'm waiting for Xavier to put together that 10-0 run, the 12-2 run. Never happened. And uh, Valders, not only can they shoot the three, they had some big kids who could shoot the yeah. three. They had a 6-8 kid, I forget his name. He went out there and he was hitting threes. You can't defend that, Brett. Oh, you can't that defend might have been that Bindborn kid. Okay, it might have been the Bindborn kid. I kept on thinking, this, this young feller can shoot. Yeah. Uh, so, and so then what do you do? You yeah, exactly. Do you step out with a Xavier big like Nate DeYoung, and then that opens up stuff uh, underneath. So, or <laughs> you have to go out and defend him, right? So you have to bring somebody out to guard him. But then he's got the size, if you bring a guard, that he can shoot over that kid. So it's, it's a tough matchup. And now Valders has the number one seed in Division Three. I was just going to say that. Now, we'll see what happens. Now, I, I guess you run the risk of maybe kind of blowing your shot. You know, and, you know, putting everything there in that se in that final win, the sectional final win over Xavier. Do you have enough to take it, have that carry over into the state tournament? But as wide open as the Division Three field is now, because you know, well, you know, we got Prescott, we got some familiar faces there. Uh, I think Valders has has everything that they need to maybe you know take home that gold ball. Well, what are they? Twenty three and three, so their record's no joke, and they're playing in a very good conference, and that's going to tie into what I want to talk about when you talk about the FBA in a little bit. But. Um, Kudos to Val. I mean, I, th th that town, they're going to shut that town down. Again, I know with having family in Valders and the family history there, there's not going to be a soul left in, the, in that little town. And um, the first time they're back at state since that run in the 80s, 82, 83, 84, they finished as Class B runners-up every single year. They just could never get that gold ball. So a very oh. proud community. <laughs> that was under Coach Dick Nelson, by the way. I think Crystal was one of the players, one of the stars. You're talking 30-plus years ago. Uh, but I remember that because my dad, being from there, was okay. so into watching those games. I was just a kid at the time, and and I think it's cool. Uh, not cool for us as far as you know, uh, you know, being here in Appleton and, and having so much uh, respect for Matt Clarner and, and what he's built at Xavier High School. There's no doubt, uh, guys, that 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 result is the biggest upset in any game that was played in the state of Wisconsin right. this boys' basketball season because we all thought Xavier was unbeatable. The right. way they just chewed teams apart. Shocking. Uh, yeah, congratulations. And, and, and if I hadn't witnessed it myself, Brad, I, I, I don't know if I could believe it, but I did. And uh, I actually had the last couple seconds on my Twitter. If you want to go to my Twitter at PC Ricardo, if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the actual footage of them. Uh, I should say Xavier missing that last shot. And the Valder students, well, you know, they're supposed to hold them back. <laughs> it didn't matter. Aww. They got right out there celebrating that big win uh, for the Vikings. Well, well, hindsight being 2020, you know, we were at Osh or down in Marshfield, uh, Rosie and I, for the third straight year streaming that, that big <coughs> Oshkosh North Spash game. I guess if we look back and we were thinking, well, maybe we should have streamed that <laughs> one. But at the time, you're going in thinking, wow, yeah. Xavier mm -hmm. Valders is going to be a good matchup. But Xavier's going to end up winning by double digits. And this is the, the defending Three-time defending state champs in Spash yeah. taking on the top-ranked team in Oshkosh North. We still picked the, the, the good game. We did. We had, did. had huge numbers. But, yeah, I guess you'd think, boy, it would have been nice to be on hand. Did I mention that we're, we're in the midst of 18 streams over three weeks? But, you know, what do yeah, I do? I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what do I do? What do you do? 
Okay, state. What do we do? <laughs> WIA state preview. Uh, you show up. You, know, and, when and you, do you it. get a little cranky sometimes. Oshkosh North, our friends down south, and Kalkana, our friends out west there or east a little bit, uh, both making Division One, Division Two, respectively. Number one seeds are, are probably are, and I should be viewed as the odds-on favorite to to win the gold ball there. Uh, I'm not sure for Oshkosh North that might be the first time they would ever win the gold ball for Kalkana. We know they won it a couple years ago. But, Brett, uh, it's, there's an FEA flavor yeah. uh, there at the state tournament, and um, so it's exciting to see. They're one of only two conferences, I think, that have uh, two teams there. I think, actually, the teams that, they're, that, that are two of the teams in the D1 field are also from the same conference. I have to double-check that. But, uh, hey, here we go. So a D1 champion right now in girls' basketball could have a D1 championship in boys and D2 boys. So How about Brett, that? I think that leaves no doubt, my friend, if, if it, that does actually come to happen. Well, you can take that battle on with your guys that you're on the radio show with down in the Milwaukee area. But uh, we saw, again, uh, Oshkosh North against Spash. Yeah. And, um, of course, Spash with the upset win over Kimberly on Thursday right. in a sectional semifinal, a game that Kimberly seemed to have well in hand, up by 13, I want to say, at the half. And I, I thought led by as many as 15 or 17 mm-hmm. at one point. But Spash, of course, we all know the story. Big Joey Hauser uh, started the, uh, the season on uh, w- with the Panthers, uh, the Marquette recruit. Had ended up needing foot surgery, so he's going to miss the rest of the season and had uh, enough credits accumulated where he could graduate early and then enrolled at the semester break for Marquette. So it's kind of strange where he started the season with Spash with a 30-plus point game against Rhinelander. And now he's on the bench in the NITs uh, <laughs> cheering on Marquette. By the way, Joey, I don't know if you're listening or watching, but of course listening, you forgot about me, my <laughs> big fella. Yeah. I went up to you, I <laughs> talked to you before the game, shook your hand and said, Joey... We want you up in the booth at halftime to uh, talk. Yeah, no problem. I'll do it. We watched him walk by and right to the concession <laughs> yeah. stand at halftime. Hey, the kid was hungry. Come on. I mean, I'm telling you. Hot dog. I even ran into his mom, Stephanie, from the WIA. I said, hey, if they think, think Joey would, would want to talk. And I don't know if there's restrictions by Marquette because he's with Marquette. Oh, no, no, ask him, ask him. Yeah, yeah. and I say, yeah, sure, I'll come up. And <laughs> See, that's where you should have had, us. Yes. had Steph corral him. The, I should have had every son's going to listen to their mom. I'm sure he completely. So. Well, he was hanging out with Trev Anderson, and oh, he's sure. probably just yeah. soaking it in, probably killing him that he wasn't on the court because that game might have been a little bit different. Might it would have been, would, would been a battle, but Oshkosh North getting back to the Spartans. Oh. That second half run, I, I, I was watching that too, by the way. And that to start, I think uh, Tyrese Halliburton yeah. had a couple dunks. So did Quincy Anderson too. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was a nine-zero run, like within two minutes. It went from a ten-point game to a nineteen-point game. Yeah. I'm telling you, the length of, of Oshkosh North. Drew Blair, the sharpshooter for Spash, I don't think he hit a three in that entire game, but they always guarded him with Tyrese or length. Okay. Especially on, on the yeah. top of that 1-3-1. One, one. They started out in a matchup zone, and they played okay. that, that zone so well. But there's so much length that you they, you can close out quick on, on, on the shooters. <laughs> it's going to take an effort to beat Oshkosh North. As I said to the stream, I think it's their time. They have so much talent. Again, another team where a lot of pieces are back from a great run last year. Uh, chemistry is fantastic. Tyrese, the unquestioned leader of that team, and does it in a positive way. Yeah. And uh, think about this, guys: thirty-five and one in the FEA the last two seasons. Thirty-five and one in the FEA. That is amazing <laughs> with the amount of talent that's in that league. I agree. Uh, to be back-to-back champions: eighteen yeah. and zero last year, seventeen and one this season. 
Um, I'm really hoping it's an Oshkosh North Sun Prairie matchup in the championship because you're going to have a lot of star power on the court, especially with the Johnson kid, only a sophomore for Sun Prairie, probably going to move into the next big recruit you know, through the state of Wisconsin. And he's always getting, getting some serious Division One looks. But I, th- I just think with the experience and the overall talent, Oshkosh North clearly – the team to beat right now. Well, they play Sussex Hamilton, uh, six thirty-five p.m. Hamilton got a little bit of a, a of the of the Cinderella coming in with just a seventeen and nine record. So uh, that that again, that's one semifinal. Some prairie you, you mentioned, Brett. They play Brookfield East uh, at, at about eight fifteen on that Friday night. Uh, before that, though, uh, on that evening session is Kakana, top seed. Uh, playing Westosha Central at one thirty-five p.m. Brett, you could say the same thing. Now we saw Kakana. Get past a very scrappy Pulaski team. That was close. In that sectional semifinal at Preble, uh, it was close, but then they got the job done against Nicolet uh, a couple nights later in that sectional final, Brett. But um, you're talking about the only team that's given Oshkosh North that one loss uh, out of the 36 games. So uh, it's going to be all FEA. It'll be FEA fun uh, Saturday evening if actually those two teams do advance to their respective feel, title I games. I feel good about Kakana coming out of that semifinal game against what Wistosha Central. Uh, looking at potentially you know, the lacrosse central uh, battle in the state championship, and I know Central, even though they lost Kobe King, obviously a, a well-established program, they're going to be tough. I, you know, Well, I don't think they'll get past Milwaukee-Washington, to be honest. But, uh, if oh, you think Washington's going to beat Central? Yeah, do but I, okay. I, do, I do think they'll... I think what people want to see is the Central Kokona matchup, mm-hmm. actually. I guess I th- that's what I'm banking yeah, on. Yeah, and uh, I think Milwaukee-Washington will, will, will get past them. Okay, though. well, um, we'll see. But either way, you're looking at uh, two FEA teams should be in the finals uh, for Division One, Division Two. Go ahead, Brett. You for, have something? For, uh, for Kokona to win, though, to win another gold ball that would be their second in the last three years, McCabe's going to have to carry him. He's going to have okay. to have a 30-plus game again like he did against Nicolet. I think he had 34, and that was only a 10-point victory. Now, Dom, uh, now Donovan Ivory had a big game in the had, semifinal, though. He had though. 30, yes. but McCabe is the man. He's the one that can facilitate. He can break down defenders just on the dribble. He can set up teammates for... Uh, buckets. We saw that in, in against Pulaski, where maybe he was J- Jordan was struggling a little bit with his shot, but on that run that finally put it away, he was setting guys up with the pass. And I think it's just going to have to be McCabe for two more games. It's going to have to put the guys on his shoulders, let the other guys. And I hate to, I always think role player sounds bad or derogatory. It isn't, dude. But the guys just have to fill their roles. Dylan Curry's got to have to play big underneath on the block. Eric Carl's going to have to step out with his length and hit some shots. Donovan Ivory stepped up as a junior, has played really well as what, 6'3", 6'4", with length. But it all starts with McCabe, and he's got he's to get the machine going and set everybody up, and uh, he's going to have to step out and hit some shots too. If he, if he plays big these two games, I fully expect Kakana to, to raise the gold ball once more. Yeah, that's Division, again, Division 2, Division 1. Now, let me run down some of these other, the, the three other divisions. In Division 3, we talked about Valders, uh, and we, well, so, for, so uh, am I... Guessing that uh, all three of us pick North and Kakana to come away with titles? Yeah, I'm going to. I'll go the Homer route, but how do you go against the top-ranked teams in Divisions 1 and 2? Yeah, Yeah, North's the team to beat. It's their turn. Yeah, it is. It just is. And I think I pretty much agree with what what Brett said about Kakana, so... Okay. Yeah. Well, in Division Three, we talked about Valders. Now they're playing Kettle Marine Lutheran at one thirty-five on Thursday. That is a very dangerous because Kettle Marine Lutheran's coming in uh, a pretty hot team. But Brett, look on the other side of the bracket, some familiar faces: Prescott East Troy. They have been there to the tournament. I know Prescott obviously lost in the title game last year to Xavier. Uh, that said, I, I still think Valders. I guess by virtue of beating the top seed, uh, they're the favorite, and I would say that 
they're probably the favorite to win that title there. I disagree. Okay. Brett, who do you say? I'm sorry, Valders, but I'm picking Kettle Moraine Lutheran, and here's why. Kettle Moraine Lutheran in the playoffs beat Brown Deer. Okay. They beat Dominican. Okay. And they beat Wapan all in a row. Okay. Those are three top five teams, I believe, in Division Three. But Valders beat the top team. I agree. Three. I agree. But I think the road is was, was obviously tricked. Uh, trickier and more challenging for Kettle Moraine Lutheran. I think they come in as one of those teams that is red hot and a team you don't want to play okay. right now. I mean, they're twenty-two and five. That's not a record to uh, you know scoff at. I just think that they're they're a little bit more battle tested than Valders, and that is no disrespect to Valders. I just think this Kettle Moraine Lutheran team and what they just accomplished and the teams they just took down, I think, gives them a slight edge. I'm, I'm actually shocked a little bit. From that playoff field that you just mentioned, that they're the four seed. Yes, now, I it, am too. To tell actually. you the truth, if Xavier had popped on through, you would still say that that would be a, a possible upset, right? Kettle Marine Lutheran coming in, you, you would say that that could, Xavier isn't exactly a given that they'd make it to the final. You'd have to based right. on what Kettle Marine Lutheran just did and the teams they took down. Wapan, okay. I mean, Wapan is a, a power with the Domas kid and his dad. His dad is a coach. Okay. The fact that they won and it was fifty three forty eight. So uh, in the sectional championship, I just think that okay. w- that was very impressive run by. I think they're the Chargers, right? Kelmer yes. Lutheran. Well, I'm sticking with the old Vikings. And what about you, Rosie? Wow. I oh boy. Um, Rosie's still angry about last night's stream. I am. His, his, yeah. his focus yeah. isn't it's on, it's on all this right static now. in the air. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I my one thing about. Valders is are they going to have a letdown after that? Yeah, big that's game? that's the only concern. That was yeah, and the the road that Kel- Kettle Marine Lutheran has gone through already is pretty darn good. So I think I'm going to go with Kettle Marine. Okay, there you go, Rose. Right. I, I just think Valders is going to have a Valders. First, first, first of all, guys, Valders, it's yeah. not Valders, it's Valders. All right, say Valders. it right. Valders. It's not though. It's Valders. Valders. Okay. Don't get me angry. I'm already a little little <laughs> on edge right now. Valders. Right. Yeah, I just think they're ripe for a letdown. Well, I call it Stevens Point Senior High. No, it's Stevens Point. Area senior high. That's what the acronym Spish. is. Spash. Spish. Hey, that would be great if Valders proved me wrong and you know kept on going because it's almost like this Hoosiers thing that they got going on right now. The small town against you know the bigger. Well, if they were playing like Oshkosh North, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's still, not like well, like Little Reedsville from 1946. That, yeah, you know they beat the the big boys to well, on their way to the is, to the title. Is Valders the smallest town in the four now of the four? Oh, that I don't that know. Would not you know. mean of our USA Today? Oh, no, of the of the four that, teams that in field, the, the four te- No, I think Prescott in- might be smaller. Okay, Hard, I don't know. All right, I don't think Valder's Valder's maybe nine hundred people. Oh wow, oh, maybe, wow. maybe I'm wrong okay. then. Well. well, in Division Four, Brett uh, Ron Colley plays Partyville at six thirty-five p.m. on Thursday, and then Clear Lake versus Marathon. Um, you look at Ron Colley, then they're another Gannett team, and I actually like them in this field as well because Clear Lake, too. while they're twenty-five and zero. No, we always question the twenty-five and zero when they're from the the little conferences, Brett. And, and you just said we talked about this earlier. Ron Colley dropped down from a D three conference to play D four. They're twenty-one and five, but that twenty-one and five might have more more merit than their Clear Lakes twenty-five and zero. I also see them uh, uh, getting that championship ball. And Partyville, nice for them to be there the first time. I want to say the Bulldogs because uh, I actually covered them earlier when early in my career. They were always right there at the sectional level, could never pop through, so it's cool to see the Bulldogs there. But, yeah, Ron Colley, in my opinion, that's the, that's the team there. I would agree. Um, and they were always good at Division Three, at the Division Three level. They've, they've made state appearances, mm-hmm. and they've uh, had deep tournament runs. Chambi Lambert, 
Chambi Lambert in D4. Good luck. I mean, this is a kid that can... I think this is a kid that could compete at the FBA level. He is yeah. that good. He's not big, but is 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 quick as a, a quick as a cat. I, explosive. His agility is in ball handling. He is going to be a load uh, in the Division Four level. I fully expect Ron Colley to make it to uh, the D four title. Would not be surprised if uh, they raise the gold ball too. I think they've got good tradition. The Schneider kid can step out and hit some shots. Uh, uh, Mitchell Schneider, I think it is his name. I think he's a one thousand point scorer. Is a good. Uh, Good uh, stroke from distance. So, so no, you're not a fan of Clear Lake or Marathon on the other side of the bracket. No, okay. I'm going with Ron Colley okay. because I've seen those kids coming up. My son played against them uh, in youth levels. It, they're good. Okay, they're Rosie. Good. Now this is very odd, but gut feeling, just a gut feeling, because Marathon took out the girls, took out Amherst. Okay, I'm thinking there could be All a right, Rosie. could be a Marathon. Okay. Win here. Well, I, I'm keeping track of this. So, okay. Uh, that, so Rosie has Marathon, and Brett and I both pick Ron Colley. And in Division 5, our friends at Green Bay New they're Ludren. They're back, aren't they? <laughs> they're back. Oh. They're the four seed going against Bangor. Bang, Bangor? Bangor. Bangor. Uh, 25 and 1, uh, 9.05 a.m. Uh, tip for there. I'll be covering that one Friday, so I'll, I'll be covering uh, Green Bay New Lutheran and Kakana. And then if, if, I, if they need help from me from Oshkosh North as well, that's a big Friday for me. A uh, big Friday for you too, Brett, because you'll be there for all those games. But... Our friends at New Lutheran, fifteen and twelve record, coming in uh, as usual with the worst record of the of the teams there. It's every seems like every year. <laughs> yeah, and and Banger comes in, Bangor comes in with twenty five and one. So, uh, okay, look, I look at these four teams. I'm actually going to pick Deerfield to win this one. Uh, so that's my pick. I'm going to pick Bangor to win it all. Okay, that's so why I'm going to pick Bangor. Okay, Bangor over in the Lacrosse area. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just. Uh, you know, I want to pick Green Bay New Lutheran. In in the past, maybe I would have done that, but I, I also think they're going to fall in that semifinal. I do too. But hey, congrats! Congrats to the Blazers. They're back at state. <laughs> you know, they 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 clean up in that D five field. Look at Rosie. Oh. Rosie's so tired and delirious. <laughs> he's, he's ready to knock over in his chair. Over well, hold there. on. We have one more segment here okay. before we wrap All up, right. and I want to talk about some of the hits that we've had in the live stream season. Brett, I think you said we had twenty nine total. Uh, Memor, anything kind of stick out from you? Well, it's got to be you got to be the Kimberly football run in, in those two playoff games uh, okay. against Fond du Lac in level three and Appleton North in level four. Great games. The fumble by uh, the the Fondy quarterback on the goal line that was I think we we're getting ready to tie the game right a uh, yeah. so score and then a, and the extra point would have tied it. Fumbled it. Game over. Kimberly falls on it. Streak remains intact. And we had our two record viewership numbers. Ber- uh, uh, at, at that, uh, at those games. So th- those, that, those are the ones that really stick out. Also, uh, giving it a, a go for the first time in girls volleyball, uh, Appleton North and Nina at Nina. That was a fun night too. Yeah. Uh, and we had great numbers. For, we had great numbers all season long. So it's it's been a lot of hits. Yeah. But Rosie, I'll let you talk because I want to find out how we did through our playoff games. Oh, okay. Yeah. I liked the uh, the uh, touchdown pass by Rosner. I believe that was to win the game against North. North. That yeah. was during the regular season. Um, Right, and who caught that touchdown? Lechner. Right, right after, didn't yep. Lechner just, the other Drop. one was just out of his reach, and we thought, oh boy, how's this going to play out? And went right back at it, and there he was. Yeah, I, agree. I have to agree with both of you on the highlights there. The, the football, our football live streams were some of the best that I think that we've had, so it was great to see those, see, our, see the folks who were interested in those games being able to watch that. But yeah, the play of the year, in my opinion, and, and I know there's, we have an award for that for the, our, our end of the year banquet, 
Uh, but boy, that that touchdown pass to Lechner's got to be right up there. Some one of the greater, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen at the high school level in terms of clutchness, given the opponent, the situation, Brett, and that he had dropped his the previous, <laughs> the previous play. Yeah. play. Uh, and yeah. it was such a big one that I know Coach Jones asked us for the footage of that because he uses that as motive, as kind of yeah. like a motivation, an example of don't give up, you'll get another chance. I think that was telling. That's what sticks out to me, Brett, for sure. Yeah, no, that there's no doubt. I mean, like I said, that Kimberly run, there's been some really fun basketball games. Football, I've noticed, Rosie, you have too, that football seems to draw more numbers overall than, yeah. than the basketball, but that's not dis- discounting yeah. what we get for basketball. I got the numbers here for our six playoff streams, and this was uh, as of late Monday morning. We did st- six, three girls, three boys, and we appreciate the sponsorships we got on top of our regular sponsor. Uh, we, hit, we're, we were closing in on 70,000 total views on those six wow. games. That includes uh, the Kakana Pulaski was over 20, and uh, boys sectional final, and then the Oshkosh North Spash game on Saturday was approaching 20. So that's fantastic, and that was with uh, direct competition uh, w- uh, of another media outlet that uh, we we seem to be kind of clashing with right now. But that's okay; uh, we hold our own just fine, and, and uh, we yeah. got to credit. Well, all of us. I think we all work well together. We all have our roles. Uh, Rosie's the technical guru, you know. You got your uh, you got your knowledge. I got my knowledge, and it, it, it all puts puts it together as far as uh, the planning and all that uh, good stuff. Well, so first off, I thank you for for calling my acumen knowledge because I exactly <laughs> wouldn't call it that. But uh, thank you so much for that. But yeah, I, uh, I think we're going to go head to head with with other outlets as well. Well, yeah, upcoming season, and uh, that's the thing with us. So we welcome any any challengers. Uh, to us and keep uh, us on our toes yeah while others may not like that so much we we're, we're fine with it we'll, we'll go mm-hmm. up against anybody anywhere anytime right brett well absolutely and we've already got two football games locked in for the fall we've got the week yes, one we uh fondy at kimberly week one we'll be streaming that one at papermaker stadium also week seven uh the kimberly at appleton north game uh that's all set in stone at paulingen field so you can yep. uh, put those two live streams down on the calendar as well but we will have those I, again you know rosie you, you handle the technical stuff i do a lot of the planning and put you know game notes and we, yep. we always have to do our live stream checks so we're always yep. going to the stadiums <laughs> or the right. gyms uh, well in advance so yep. i don't think people you know i, I yeah i'm gonna pat ourselves on the back what the heck go ahead i don't right. think people understand the, the the amount in preparation and the time it takes to do a live stream correctly, and yeah. we don't just show up and plug in and say, "Hey, you know, why isn't it working?" We're working with IT staffs and yeah. taking a lot of time to make sure that we deliver a product that not only our viewership wants to see, but our sponsors want to uh, be part of as well. So yeah. uh, we all have our roles, and it seems to work well together. So good job, guys! Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And, and my final thing before we kind of wrap up the show here uh, of RC Roundtable coming up t- later tonight at seven o'clock. We have the state champion Appleton North girls team on. Kaylin Klitsky and Kari Brecky. They're bringing the trophy, Brett. They're going to have it. We're going to have it over here. Hopefully no, nothing happens to it. I don't knock it over accidentally. But uh, excited to talk about, uh, like you mentioned, uh, a team that's getting a lot of media love uh, uh, of late. So good to have the girls on here and uh, celebrate, uh, again, their, sec- their consecu- second consecutive state championship. Yeah, good for them. Uh, I can't wait. Maybe we can get our picture taken with the trophy because that's as that close cool. as we'll, we'll ever yeah. get. Trophies I'll that's ever right. get. That's true. Yeah. Hey, can I give a plug to what yes. we're doing tomorrow night, by the way? We're going to have a special Clubhouse Live show. Uh, it's going to take place right here at the clubhouse uh, downtown Appleton at the Radisson Paper Valley Hotel. It's our Bud Light March to the Championship show. Normally, Clubhouse Live is Packers-related. We switch gears for one time and one time only. Uh, we talk hoops, NCAA hoops. We'll talk high school hoops. Maybe even talk a little bit about uh, some pro hoops because our guest played at the pro level. It's going to be former Badger standout Appleton West legend, legend. Brian Butch. 
So, yeah, on Wisconsin, says west. Rosie. But no, west. Oh, west. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. So that, that starts at 6.30. Be there. Uh, we're giving away a Papa Shot game, guys. And I, you know, Ooh. the polar bear doesn't know about it yet, but I'm going to take him on one-on-one, and I, I'm not going to be beaten. You know that. I'm a pretty good shooter. I will not be beaten by Dude, the seven-footer. He's right. deadly off the glass. And uh, But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll break down the brackets. Talk about what happened to the Badgers, Marquette. You know, We'll talk about the high school level because uh, Brian Butch does a lot of high school games now mm-hmm. on the radio. He actually is an assistant coach with the Wisconsin Herd uh, as well, so he's definitely connected, and he's played in NCAA tournaments, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. So 6.30, be at the clubhouse, register to win a lot of great prizes if you can't watch it. Uh, in person, watch it live online at clubhouselive.com. We'll also stream it to all of our Facebook mm-hmm. pages throughout the network. I had one selfish thing from our uh, things uh, from our streams this year when we got uh, Noah Faber to play the national anthem. Oh yeah, on his that guitar was, oh, that's right. That was a good move. Yeah, yeah that was for the second state semifinal. Yeah, yeah. When it was gonna... freezing cold at yes, Oshkosh. It was. Yeah, but he was out there, man. He was rocking, dude. He, he was really playing a great. And kudos to you. Rosie, because you noticed that right away and kind of kind of set that up yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. I kind of get the ball rolling and then uh, this is this is all about patting ourselves on the back. It right is, now, you know, it is. why not? Why not? Yeah. Well, right on that note, let's pat ourselves on the back for a great uh, show number twenty-seven. Again, the only podcast dedicated to high school sports. The Fox Valley Air. This is the R&B Show. Check us out next week again as we kind of wrap up WI State Boys uh, basketball tournament, as well as maybe looking forward to some spring stuff, Brett. It's that time of the year. Might even stream a few spring Who knows? games. We'll see. We'll see if we can get it's that possible. set up. But for now, Brett, you know how to close it. Yeah, you, you got the camera higher, right? I know. I did that purposely. Oh, oh look at that. Still it's number one. Yeah, it's starting it, better it's now. It's wrist flip. Let's try the, the football. Football's different. Wow. Oh, the dead eye. No, see, it's you, you not. Got, Butch you, has no chance. It's, it's too easy. we gotta, <laughs> we got to up the challenge, Butch Mark. has no chance well, tomorrow night. We're, we're going to put somebody in front of you. 